Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Now you look at me. What's like, that? When you look at me for that part now, it doesn't throw you off anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, now I, I've gotten so used to it. Um, mm-hmm. So now I'm totally ready for your response when mm-hmm. I say hello. Do I need to come with something, too? To th- oh, just to, to get me back off track? Yeah. <laughs> Blazoigan! <laughs> I, I think you would just have to come up with the... You know that the, the pattern... Yeah, exactly. See, that throws me off when I'm literally in the middle of speaking. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I am Alan, and as you've already heard, joined by Ski and Brent. Konnichiwa. Uh, Yo! And uh, today we're going over Season 4, Episode 2, The Days and Nights of Sophia Petrello, which, uh, again, another uh, parody for the uh, title of the episode off of the series, The Days and Nights of Molly Dodd, um, which it's an odd one to choose because... That series only ran for one season on NBC and then a couple more seasons on Lifetime afterwards. Mm-hmm. It just seems like an odd one that be like, oh, this is such a popular show that we can go ahead and parody its name in yeah. the title of our show. But mm. anyways, uh, so we'll be doing our normal format today, Ski, doing our recap with uh, Brent and I, you know, chiming in occasionally and then choosing our MVPs for the episode. And of course, rating out of eight slices of cheesecake as we continue mm-hmm. working towards the best episode ever. Yep. So, lofty with, goal. Without uh, further ado, I, I don't have any new listener uh, f- listener uh, communications to share with you guys this week. But certainly, if you are out there and want to touch base with us, we absolutely love to hear from you. Um, to Sophia's Choice PC at Twitter, Sophia's Choice Podcast at Gmail dot com. If you want to send us an email. <laughs> Available on AOL Messenger. <laughs> <as well>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, if you're, uh, if it's easier for you to get to us through, um, oh, man, I, rotary just, phone. Well, for just a, <laughs> yeah, our telephone numbers, let me go ahead and give out Brent's cell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, but we definitely like to hear from you. Pick me, and I'll block you too. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just wouldn't, wouldn't relent in his request he to wouldn't. get you as his number two on his show. Exactly, <laughs> just calling me at two in the morning. Like, where's my Shire sausage? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about it if, if somebody was trying to poach you. If they're like, hey, listen, you know this. Uh, your show is fine, but you know it's ninth rate, and I got a seventh rate operation here, and I think you could bring it up to a sixth. <laughs> He's clearly the golden that Golden Girls, right? You know, trio. Yeah, I don't know if you left the show, like if you just decided to leave the show. I don't know that I would continue. I, I think, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I'd just call it. Um, I enjoy the show, and I think Ski and I have a good time. Mm-hmm. And he and I may do a different podcast together. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that he and I would go through and rate the rest of the episodes unless mm-hmm. we just it wouldn't did it feel in a, right. I feel like maybe we do it in a much different format just so that mm-hmm. I felt like I fulfilled our obligation. This <laughs> <laughs> is part of the social contract to Angela and her husband. Uh, right. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, so this uh, episode we're doing season five, uh-huh. and then we just go through <laughs> and quickly talk about them and give our ratings, um, mm-hmm. and be like, and it looks like the best one for this is mm-hmm. such and such. Um, yeah. And another and shout the, out to Wikipedia for those uh, synopsis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, I like I would not allow myself to be poached, um, but I will throw in the caveat that you know all bets are off if it's a union show <laughs> that, okay. that reaches out. <laughs> you know, because if I can join a union podcast, then you know there's nothing better than paying to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so yeah, so again, nothing, nothing new to add. Did you guys have any uh, anything that's happened since our last episode? Uh, no. Okay. No, side side really. question. Yeah. yeah. You said something about the uh, days and nights of Molly Dodd. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Did, you know, you already know the format of the show, like like the the episode. Yes. Were there any parallels between the series? I don't series know that. Or do you know? I don't know the uh, format of the days and nights of Molly Dodd. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if it had like a like when you looked up. I didn't know if it talked about the. I mean, based on the title and the way this episode goes, the the title is very fitting mm-hmm. um, for the for the way the episode goes. But as far as if the parody is fitting, I don't know. Um, but the title certainly works well. So I know we talked about a previous episode like a long time back, uh, one that seemed to have a almost direct correlation to mm-hmm. the plot. So yeah. I didn't know if it was similar to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't the uh, you know a situation like that's no lady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's certainly a, a the the title itself is very apt for the episode. But again, I don't know if it's a, a direct. Um, comparison to the way that that TV show went. Mm-hmm. So, 
Anyways, I'll we'll expect you to have that information for me on episode three. For episode yeah. three, okay. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't really care. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, um, Ski, I think we're ready for uh, free to kick things off. <laughs> Now that all cards are on the table, that he really doesn't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> all about on. that one. You know? Yeah, I, I do wonder where we all fall on that. Like, I feel like I, you know, really do care about mm-hmm. f- fulfilling, you know, like our our goal here mm-hmm. uh, of getting through the end. I would be very disappointed if something came up and we weren't able mm-hmm. to. I don't have any uh, illusions as to what this will turn into um, <laughs> down the road. But I do definitely care about that. And I do genuinely care about any feedback we get uh, and any communications. I, I really like that aspect of it and, mm-hmm. you know, hope that everybody's enjoying it that listens. And we take it to heart too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had some fair criticism from Betty deserves better yeah. that we've tried to incorporate uh, and, and do better. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I still, she deserves better, but I think we're trying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, though, everybody at this table deserves better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I deserve better. Uh, Always self-deprecating. I'm not even self-deprecating. I think it's just honest. I don't think I'm a particularly good person. I'm not a bad person. What? But I don't think I'm a, a what I would consider a good person. Maybe my standards for a good Man. person are too high. You're but not wishing ill upon people. That, well, <laughs> that's, that's true. Half the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have said like some of the nicest things that have been said at this table came directly from you. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, like, I put on a good show. Under <laughs> 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 the hierarchy of nice things, I think it goes you and then ski and then me. Maybe a thing said, but not things done. I'm a man of words, not actions, and that's I think where where my case falls apart. <laughs> so. I don't know. I've known you a long time. I think you're a good guy. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways. With that, I'm not fishing for compliments here or anything like that. Uh, so we should just go ahead and kick off the episode. All right. I got a bucket of them. So <laughs> you're a fisher of men. <laughs> uh, season four, episode two, The Days and Nights of Sophia Petrillo. Original air date was October 22nd, 1988. Uh, this one was written by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman and directed by Terry Hughes. Another Terry Hughes, John. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, we open in the kitchen this time. Uh, we see Rose entering the kitchen talking about how much uh, she just loves waking up to hearing uh, rain tapping on her window. Blanche uh, agrees, citing that she opens up some wine, puts on a fancy nighty, And uh, we very quickly find out, though, that Rose had said rain tapping, and uh, Blanche thought it was Wayne tapping on the window. Yeah, you'd think uh, that if... if- you would think that if Blanche really thought that Rose said Wayne <laughs> tapping on her window, that she would be a little upset because we've already found that mm-hmm. Blanche doesn't like when another one of the Golden Girls uh, yeah. tries to she move in on share, her action. Yeah. Territorial. So, right. She, she stated that clearly. Yeah, so Wayne was tapping on that window, then, you know, I think Blanche would be making Rose tap out right now. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, Blanche wants Wayne to only be tapping one thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, two, the enough. window, and then yeah. <laughs> that ass. <laughs> <laughs> two for two when it comes to episodes about the butt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to keep it going. We mm-hmm. only have another, like, what, probably 150, yeah. no, maybe about 110 episodes with playoffs mm-hmm. and whatnot included. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, Sophie enters the room and uh, in a trench coat, and they ask her where she's headed off to uh, in this bad weather. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's been raining, obviously. Sophie explains that uh, she goes every day to buy a nectarine and that uh, that's just her life at this age. Uh, Sophia exits and the girls kind of sit at the kitchen table and discuss that uh, they wish Sophia had more constructive things to kind of keep her occupied. Right. Blaine suggests uh, maybe a hobby. I think she makes a joke. Do you remember what it was? I don't remember what it is, no. Uh, men are a good hobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I think that regardless what it is Sophia has a reason to get up and go out and do something whether mm-hmm. it's a nectarine or whatever it's something that brings her happiness and joy yeah well I mean I guess they don't know that it means brings her happiness and joy but it does at least give her an activity purpose. yeah kind of purpose yeah. so yeah I don't think there'd be anything wrong. I mean I've said like my hope for retirement is to be one of those old guys that goes and hangs out with my friends at mm-hmm. uh, McDonald's you know for <laughs> breakfast or whatever um, to where they know what I want when I come in and all that. You Alan! Know. It doesn't have to be McDonald's. I mean, granted, it'd probably be better if we could find like a, a diner with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but something like that. Like, that's my dream. My dream is not as a retired person to become 
nearly as active as what we eventually find out that Sophia is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're not going to be running the best friends of good health awards. No, definitely you. not. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, she suggests a hobby, and uh, Rose assumes that she means a man, and Re- Blanche replies back, "You got a better hobby." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dorothy admits that she does wish her mom was, had more to do, but is grateful that she goes out, kind of like we just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose uh, suggests then that uh, they tackle a few indoor tasks. With uh, the rain outside, things that they've been putting off, uh, including the re- arra- rearranging the furniture, uh, aligning the shelving, which I don't know what that meant. I thought you said really... relining the yeah. shelving. Relining. Okay, yeah, like, like, with, like the contact paper or okay. whatever that people yeah. put on. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I was going to say, they are, don't seem super <laughs> handy in some <laughs> regards. They did do the uh, bathroom. That's true. But, uh, I mean, for a one-day build, I just <laughs> was like, huh, whatever. Uh, so you think it's like rotating tires? <laughs> no, they, uh, they were like pulling out the drawers. Well, I didn't know what it meant. Rotating. I didn't really know exactly what they were saying. Yeah. Like, but in 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 the context, I thought it was like aligning cabinets mm-hmm. seems like a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Like you almost had to repost them or something. Yeah. Yeah, but no. I, yeah, I think it was relining those. Yeah, so, that makes so a lot more sense. More in their wheelhouse. Have you guys ever done that? No, I don't really understand why people put contact paper on yeah. cabinets. I mean, maybe it protects them from if you put a dish away a little wet or something. I don't know yeah. what the point is. I mean, maybe it looks nice, scuffs, I guess. Scuffs it up less, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I've never seen the point of contact paper. Agreed. Uh, so. um, Rose gets up and... Uh, Just big contact trying to make a buck. <laughs> yeah, <but> That's <laughs> right, yeah. The, uh, the industry just trying to mm-hmm. horn in on the ruin some kitchens. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nobody's thinking about the little guy. <laughs> Especially not those fat cats at <laughs> the yeah. contact paper company. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing but success on their end. Yeah, down. Just making their wealth off the backs and cabinets <laughs> of the little guy. All they care about is their quarterly profit reports. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Bezos! <laughs> exactly. But. But I can't complain too much because, you know, my 401k is tied up in contact paper. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you're looking to retire at the, <laughs> the young age of 74. <laughs> exactly. Contact finally came through for me. Yeah, that would definitely sound be a that way, but dying industry, <laughs> I would think. Like as quickly as millennials got rid of the top sheet, they're getting rid of contact paper even quicker. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Rose gets up and starts heading towards the door, but then she sees a uh, box of cookies, right? Double fudge cookies. So, um, I ordered avocado toast last weekend when okay. we were out for brunch. It was really, really good. Like I, you know, I'd been with, obviously I'd been with Sherry before when she'd ordered it, sure. um, but I'd never ordered it for myself before and I really, really enjoyed it. Is it just toast with avocado? Yeah. Yeah. I um, and this had, um, some cilantro and sure, yeah, corn yeah. salsa. You I know. gotcha. Uh, but it was really, really good. So the youths of today, they got it going on. <laughs> yeah, Liam enjoys avocado toast also mm-hmm. with uh, just salt and pepper on it. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. so. I'm not an avocado fan. I wish I was. It's a great superfood as far mm-hmm. as yeah, uh, vegetables really go. Yeah. Is it a vegetable or a fruit? It's a fruit. Okay. Um, it's got a pit inside. Oh, okay. So if that helps you remember. <laughs> Thank you. Like a peach. Pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i didn't know Jesus. listen i know i told you i didn't think i was that great of a person but doesn't mean you need to drive I me into the dirt now about the pit alan oh see it's great it's because a, the pit i the regularly pit. insult you and then you make what's clearly a joke <laughs> and a pun too <laughs> yeah and it was actually pretty punny yeah. uh but so rose gets up and i i thought she headed toward the door but i don't know if you guys remember me telling you i don't know if it was on the recording or just our chit chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, when I watched this episode, I found two different versions: one on YouTube and one on a, a website called Daily Motion, which I usually watch. Right. And the Daily Motion ones are usually flawless, right? It mm-hmm. looks like a you know full version. Now they, they do kind of have a weird kind of frame where it looks like you're in a movie theater, and so like the actual picture of the uh, episode is smaller because okay. it's like the like the movie sure. <laughs> is being shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they do that for licensing and or copyright infringement or whatever to avoid the detection or probably whatever. Anyway, that aside, um, this time both versions I found were weird, right? And so it looked like Rose was heading toward the door, but I don't remember which version I looked at because if I was watching the uh, 
daily motion one, the frame was like flipped backwards. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. I don't remember if she was heading towards the door or towards the cabinets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, she went towards the cabinets, and that's when she ends up finding the cookies. Okay, okay. So, that's, so anyway, she finds those. So I thought we we're not going to buy those anymore. And then they promptly decide to start eating them. Right. There was, Go ahead. Um, you know, speaking of the thing being flipped, um, you know, I mentioned last week that, um, you know, the UK version of the Disney Plus has the Golden Girls now. Right. Mm-hmm. The article that I was reading about it when they were talking and discussing it, the um, episode with Burt Reynolds when he shows up, that was the picture that they used oh, okay. in the article. Um, but I guess the onset photographer, I guess they transposed the negative. And so it had like the front door on the right side of the picture. <laughs> like they were entering from the right and, you know, instead of yeah. from the left or whatever. And it was just really disconcerting yeah. to me. I was like, yeah, and then like you can see behind him out onto the little bit of the patio. And I know we've seen that before and everything, but just having it back there, it was just, it was just throwing off my sense of, <laughs> yeah, my now sense that of we've space. watched so many in a row, mm-hmm. the small things like that really do throw me off. Like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. 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 It seems it's, off. It's like the light switch in Sophia's room. Like yeah. It's going to yes. be there or not, or how it's going to be displayed. And I don't know. Fun yeah. little tidbits. Yeah, the one thing I did want to mention about the uh, this opening scene, or not opening, but uh, when, well, opening specifically, Blanche apparently has never opened a bag of cookies before. I don't know if you happen to notice. <laughs> she was like chiseling it. <laughs> yeah, like she, she, she opens up the top part, and then there's like, you know, the cellophane bag inside, yeah. and then she starts hacking at it with a spoon. <laughs> and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> like, why would that be the way you would She's assume? just so hung- hungry, Alan. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. She's got to get to them cookies. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was odd. I don't know if... Uh, well, they do make the joke, well, or the comment that, uh, I think maybe it was Rose that said, you know, I thought we were going to divvy up... Uh, like tasks, mm. like saying that they were going to work around the house and then say, yeah, okay, you get uh, you plates, get you get the milk or something. Yeah, you make the coffee and I'll get these cookies open. <laughs> yeah, and that's Tough the method. sons of bitches. <laughs> and that is the method she chose. Yeah, apparently so. So if you ever need a, a utensil to help you open something, apparently a spoon is a fine mm-hmm. option. To... Well, I was expecting her to pick it up and bang it on the counter like it was a Pillsbury biscuit tin. <laughs> right. Or a diary. <laughs> pop it, yeah. A diary. Exactly. Trying to open the diary. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, so, so maybe, yeah, maybe maybe Blanche was not the one for that task, right? <laughs> but uh, so you know, they, this obviously derails their thoughts of productivity, and they decide to snack instead. Uh, meanwhile, we uh, change scenes. We see Sophia at uh, the market mm-hmm. looking for nectarines, uh, or looking at nectarines. She then tricks a stockman uh, who's nearby into picking out a perfect piece of fruit for her, uh, and then she caps that off by suggesting that. Uh, he kisses her uh, behind because it's, quote, a real peach. Yeah, that was funny to me because in Sherry's family, uh, I don't know how it, it started there, but her <laughs> she has a brother who's like 15 years younger than she is. Mm-hmm. Um, same parents and all that, but they, they just mm-hmm. had kids. Had very, they had a big break in between their first two kids and their last two kids. But for whatever reason, they used to call when he would shit his pants, you know, as a baby. <laughs> That he had a peach in his pants, um, and so whenever <laughs> I hear, yeah, and uh, we had not been dating very long, and I was holding him because mm-hmm. again, you know, they're significantly younger, and I remember telling Sherry like, yeah, he's got a peach, and <laughs> that endeared me to her because you know I guess I learned that piece of their family's <laughs> lingo. <laughs> so whenever I hear peach, especially in this kind I of context, I thought of that exact same thing when she said that. Yeah. So. <laughs> So yeah, if I if I ever say that you're a real peach, I'm calling you a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) uh, While at the market, she sees a a friend of hers, an older lady, Mm -hmm. and uh, she says she was having a hard time getting a refund on a lamb chop uh, that was largely just fat on the back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Side note: she should have gone with the loin of pork. Mm -hmm. Well, no, on fixed income, I doubt it. Her nice marble. (laughs) 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 That's for high rollers, right? Yep. Uh, she tells Sophia I, that... I said, or a nice marble rye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you didn't get the reaction? <laughs> I didn't. So I just got to double down. Yeah, no, it was a good joke. Um, and, and honestly, I didn't quite hear what you said the first time around, so I'm glad I you... I think I missed something. Yeah. Explain. Uh, she was on an episode of Seinfeld. Oh, okay. With a marble okay. rye that Jerry stole Right from over my street. head. <laughs> I did recognize the actress. Yeah. But I didn't know she'd be on Seinfeld. I haven't mm-hmm. seen all those either. Mm-hmm. 
I think I've probably seen all the Seinfelds at one time or another, but again, not I one definitely I have not, but I, I always did like it. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty funny show. We finally finished watching um, New Adventures of Old Christine oh, yeah? with Julia Lee Dreyfus, and it's so amazingly good. Like, she's just the absolute best in that. Now, she was only. Did she win an Emmy for that? I think so, yeah. I thought she did. You talked about that show that a few episodes too, right? back, mm-hmm. and um, I know you had said that she thought she was in her 50s. I think she was only 45 when that one started. Okay. Um, Good looking lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's the butt of a lot of jokes. Like, is, did you guys ever watch. You didn't watch 30 Rock, did you? No, I've seen a couple episodes of yeah. it, uh, but I never. The same. Which I really wish I would. That's one that's high on my list. I hear it's a show that. Like several from the um, that time frame that has not aged well, even in a short period yeah. of time since then. It, um, um, just as far as the some of the jokes that don't quite fly anymore. Yeah. Like New Christine's sort of like the midpoint between Seinfeld and um, Thirty Rock. Okay. Um, but like one of the Thirty Rock s aspects of it is like they're constantly making fun of like Julia Louis Dreyfus's appearance and you know just her physique and everything like that. Mm. And they they talk about her as if she's like the homeliest lady on the block. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which block they're living on, but <laughs> it's definitely not, you know, my little <laughs> my little street. <laughs> so if on your street, if you had, um, if Aunt May was living on your street and it was either going to be Marissa Tomei mm-hmm. or uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus, uh, which one would win <laughs> as far as the oh. lady in her 50s that would still, you know. Oh, yeah, I told you before, you know, I'll I'll die on the hill that Marissa Tomei is the most attractive Aunt May. <laughs> well, what if she was competing with Julia Louis-Dreyfus? <laughs> <laughs> so you have to, I'm not asking you to compare like, her to the like, two old like women he's the <laughs> cast, that played her before. He's to, the casting director, he's <laughs> deciding. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, I think that prior to watching New Adventures of Old Christine, I'd have gone with Marissa Tomei, mm-hmm. but now I think I'd go with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Well, she was in. Uh, she is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah, yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So, you haven't watched uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Captain Winter, America. Yeah, Captain America and Winter Have Soldier. Not. I mean, she has a small-ish part in there, although it leaves Some the door open. That it could be a bigger mm-hmm. part. So, yeah, I've been actually really wanting to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think I've suggested it like three or four times, mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time it just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're four episodes into Loki, and that is a great I heard show. It's really good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you really enjoying it so yeah. far? Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. I'm quite tempted to just start Winter Soldier on my own, just I like you know well. what? I don't think that your family's going to miss it all that much, honestly. <laughs> well, Nikki and I really enjoyed watching WandaVision together, mm. and uh, up until the baby was born, mm-hmm. um, we actually had a pretty good uh, stretch of watching a show together that was just like, kind of like what you guys do with your family. Yeah, just one that we watched together as like a pastime thing. Kids are in everything. I think we can all agree on that, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> everything. <laughs> Did you um? Did you finish Agents of Shield? No, I did get through another couple episodes the other day. I think I've got five episodes left. Where uh, are they at, like decade wise? Or let's see, they were in the ep- the episode I was in. They were in the seventies, um, but the ship jumped and left a couple of people behind. Gotcha. So we're taking the long way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think the next episode that's coming up is going to be in the eighties. Gotcha. So I'm looking forward oh, to it. It's a really good one. It looks like it. It looks like they really make it seem like an eighties TV show. <laughs> um, yeah. So most of the other ones, it's just been like the setting, but that one looks like it literally it mm-hmm. mimics the 80s yeah. TV show style. There's a great, great joke in that next one that I really, really like, but I might ruin it for you. But well, I'll keep a, an stuff. eye out for it. Then hopefully I'll watch it. Uh, I don't know if I'll watch. I'll definitely have it watched before you and I uh, another one have another recording to, session. To watch is yeah. I def- you guys have talked about it quite a bit, and uh, mm-hmm. I think I even told you I saw a clip of it on uh, YouTube one time. It was just like a two or three minute little snippet, mm-hmm. but it was really good. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Clark Gregg is great too. I'd yeah. watch him in pretty was, much anything. It was I don't know if you've watched this one yet or where it was in the series, mm-hmm. but it was with the Absorbing Man. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was pretty early on. Yeah, um, but yeah it's a good. Show. I thought I was like, wow, that's pretty good uh, graphics and, and mm-hmm. special effects for mm-hmm. a TV show. Yeah. yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had there's some episodes that are better than others, but there's never a single episode that I was like, Oh, well that was a waste of an hour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And every yeah. season has a good arc overall as well. <laughs> In yeah. all honesty, I'm still, I'd love to watch that uh, just to keep with all the Marvel stuff. I'm still tempted to watch. What was it? The not Eternals. Um, Oh, Inhumans. Yeah. Inhumans, thank mm-hmm. you, yeah. yeah. That's the one modern uh, Marvel show I never... I, I saw the mm-hmm. first two episodes in the theater know, with Brent. I, yeah, I know people have said it's a bit of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I still feel like I should watch it, though, just yeah. to feel it since of completion. I, um, <laughs> That's how so they get you, Alan. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched it all, and then I started a rewatch of it, 
and made it like three, four episodes in, and then I just got away from it. Yeah. So I just couldn't carry on. Well, I would say as far as, uh, and this wouldn't impact your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. watch at all, but if you wanted to get into something of a similar style, uh, Agent Carter's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. told me that before, too. Yeah, I, I did do a rewatch of that all the way through. Um, How many seasons did that mo- be? Two. Just two? And they're like six-episode seasons. Oh, that's easy, yeah. then. Yeah. yeah, that should be relatively easy. Yeah. It's really good. Like, I, as much as I like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'll never rewatch the whole thing <clears> from front to back. I just can't imagine I will. Yeah. But Agent Carter, I could see myself rewatching a couple of times. Now, just uh, on what you guys already know, would it be better to watch S.H.I.E.L.D. or... Carter first. Like I said, I don't they think don't it overlap at all. They're different time frames too. Yeah. Agent Carter takes place in like I didn't the know 40s. Information overlapped or not? But no. If one would no. spoil the other or something? No, not no. at all. No. So. They're islands in the stream. <laughs> That's what we are. Uh, so yeah, there's my joke about loin of pork. But right. you guys make a solid point that she's probably on a fixed income. Uh, she tells Sophia that she really doesn't want to make any trouble, uh, and that the refund really. It was, it was due to the store policy. She didn't want to mess with it. But Sophia being the brilliant girl she is, uh, or lady, she's like a girl apparently. <laughs> yeah, she's a woman. Who <laughs> harasses the, uh, the store stockman again, calling, uh, claiming that she's connected to some uh, organization that assists the elderly. Uh, the manager then overhears the argument mm-hmm. and kind of steps in. Ultimately, uh, jumping ahead a little bit, she gets a refund for the lamb chop. And a discount on the nectarine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the he says the nectarine be forty five cents. She like shakes it and is like, "This isn't a forty five. Yeah, I think she says like, "What does it have? A pit or a pearl?" Um, that was a, a fun line. Uh, we change scene. We see the the girls are still snacking in the kitchen. Blanche describes an encounter with a man, uh, in which she uh, poured down soup down his pants. We just kind of catch the end of that story. Uh, it looks like they were talking for a while. Right. Uh, she says that uh, they end up, never end up dating. She just slept with him. Rose seems very disappointed by this comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the girls explain that she was kidding. Uh, she did not sound like she was kidding, in my opinion. But yeah, I don't get what she would have been kidding about. Like well, I guess that she's... Or not sleeping with him. I think that that was the... Because I, I think she, she specifically says, I just slept with him. He wasn't my type. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, Rose takes umbrage with, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think that's you what think she's she supposed to... You think she would be a little more... Easy on that by this point. Like, well, yeah, that you it wouldn't be like, shocking at yeah. all anymore. It's just like, oh, well, that's Blanche, you know. She uh-huh. like, this know. is you know worn her down or something yeah. to a degree. Well, in all honesty, like you a, don't need custom to, to. Yeah, and you don't need to have any like interest in somebody as like a a mate to want to mate with them. <laughs> so. And that they're age, you know. Right. Yeah. So I, I would. It's a non-issue, probably. I would think so too. We but. already know Blanche went through the change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. So we don't have to worry about her having a baby. Although um, we don't, there's no context. We don't know how long ago the story That's took true. place. Yeah, so. that could have been a while back. They were talking about red soups. <laughs> could have been an anal- an, an, an an analogy. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dorothy pulls uh, her back to reality, though. Oh, sorry. I don't know what's going on, but I don't want to unpack it. <laughs> <laughs> best, that's that's the best uh, decision. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, this, they start talking about how you kid the one you love or tease the one you love. Uh, Blanche starts kind of drifting off and turning herself on, saying like, mm. "You tease them and you tickle them and then spank them and yeah, something else too." So uh, Dorothy then pulls her back into reality. Uh, Blanche then starts telling a story about a boy she once dated with really large ears. And when he's coming to pick her up, she accidentally insults him. Uh, so I, do you remember the uh, specific term, the, the phrase? No, I can't remember what it was she said in that. Um, I just remember after hearing that, I thought about starting this episode with, um, you know, hi, I'm Alan, joined by Dumbo and Dumbo. You know, <laughs> but uh, it would have taken us so long to get to that joke. So. Would it, wouldn't have been worth it, huh? Yeah, well, it would be complimenting both of you. Because she says that a man's ears are directly, you know, related to the size of, you know, his, uh, alludes to that it would be the size of his member. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be me complimenting both of you. <laughs> yeah, so, but. but, yeah, she, she says, uh, she, I think she says she mumbled or something. Mm. And when he asked, you know, what she said, I didn't hear you. I think she says something like, I thought you'd pick up something from, or like radio signals from Europe. Right. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Something like that. Sorry. Yeah. I was and just that, thinking about the fact that if that is true, mm-hmm. then what's that mean about skis detached deer lobes? <laughs> 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 a 
people who get uh, the gauges, you know? Right, yeah. Does that mean they've enlarged the other part, too? So that would be the secret. <laughs> 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 like, there's those various, like, fake products out there. <laughs> but the real thing is that if you enlarge your ears, then that will directly correlate. <laughs> kind of makes me wonder what Lobot is packing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has to wrap that shit around. Oh. <laughs> uh, she accidentally insults him, and then uh, he laughed at the joke, though, uh, which she found quite endearing. And she then finds out she quite likes him, and they date for a while. Uh, she then comments, you know, as you guys said, that a man's ear size corresponds to other organ sizes. Mm-hmm. Stumped again by the innuendo, uh, Rose asks, you know, what she could mean. Uh, Dorothy tells her he had a big floppy pancreas, Rose. <laughs> Uh, Blanche uh, no longer at this point wants to work, but she suggests they rent a porno, <laughs> uh, drink, and uh, make out with the pillows, which was one of her weirder suggestions. Yeah, that was an odd part, um, but I guess whatever gets you going. Uh, she does say adult video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she said porno, but uh, Rose again suggests that they rearrange the furniture, but they then agree that Sophia might want to help with that. Uh, Dorothy points out, though, that she's, you know, Always exhausted when she turns home from the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we change scene. Again, we see Sophia rejoining her. Yeah, the fact that she's returning from the market 12 hours later. Right. <laughs> yeah, they do kind of touch on that later, but very re- very barely. Yeah. They don't say, hey, what market you go to, <laughs> right. <laughs> Ma? Where's this nectarine <laughs> I've heard so much about? Yeah, one, one nectarine, too, right? Mm-hmm. I got a fixed income. You can't buy two. <laughs> They're forty-five cents. We've we've been told mm-hmm. twenty-five nectarine. cents if you get a discount. Say what? Big nectarine, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, we see her at this point. She's on the beach uh, again, the same boardwalk we mm-hmm. saw in last episode, yeah, and with uh, Alvin, and with Alvin and Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. That sounded almost like a horrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> Alvin and the Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah. Like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Mm, but, in- <laughs> but instead, this is Alvin with a bunch of forgetful old men. I see it would have been better if you would have done that and then forgot what you were saying after your third doot. Say what? I said it would have been better if you <laughs> would have... What are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we rejoin her on the boardwalk. And uh, this time she is directing a band of elderly volunteers. And they're they're making some music. Uh, <laughs> sweet, sweet music. Apparently, they play to raise money for a clinic. Do they ever say what clinic? I don't I assume know. The abortion clinic. Is that right? <laughs> I assume. Just because they've gone through the change doesn't mean they can't help out other ladies. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Sophia critiques the group, telling them they've lost their uh, excitement and have been slacking in the uh, money raising department. Uh, one of the ladies, you know, notices that she's a little bit cranky. Says some lunch, some lunch might brighten her mood. Uh, this is one of my favorite parts. They compare blood pressure ratings to see who will pay for lunch. I guess they're just going on the honor <clears throat> system because they weren't taking each other's blood pressure. Yeah, no, they. <laughs> so. uh, the lady that uh, that lost the uh, thing that's will be paying asked Sophia if she'd like to join her at her art class that afternoon. They discussed that uh, the man they've been trying to get to pose nude, like model nude. Mm-hmm. She says she's talked him down to his trousers. And Sophia comments that she had seen him in his trousers and uh, insinuates that he's packing heat. Mm. Uh, at least that's how I interpret it. She says something about uh, it looked like he had a turkey dinner in there or something. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A crowd forms around him, and uh, they kind of get back up, and they play a jazzy rendition of When the Saints Come Marching In. That was one of my favorite little scenes of the entire series. <laughs> just, yeah, just that little deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But. Yeah, good one. It was a good one. Is that open source? What's know? that? Is that song open source? It probably is, I would imagine. So we, I can sing that one for you. Yeah, me. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you do a little sweet Georgia Brown, I guess, if you wanted to as well. <laughs> uh, people toss in some cash into like a little collection bin they've got on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut scene again. We go back again to uh, the other girls who are still in the kitchen. At this point, fe- finishing a meal. Look like pizza, I think. Right. Uh, Blanche comments that uh, a big meal makes her sleepy. Rose asks if that's uh, why she always takes a man to bed directly after dinner. Mm-hmm. Blanche seems a bit offended by this, uh, but Rose points out was that, that she was the one that uh, claimed that one time in a conversation they had had. Dorothy points out that uh, the weather had cleared up and they might as well put the uh, indoor projects off. 
that they discuss and keep it for a different rainy day. Uh, Rose talks about how much uh, she hates wasting time and begins a St. Olaf story. Mm-hmm. Blance points out the irony in discussing the shame of wasting time by telling a long-winded story about uh, a man named Pigpen Johansson. Yeah, I really oh, like Johansson. that exchange. Uh, Blanche specifically says, Rose, are you about to educate us on the evils of wasting time by telling a long, tedious St. <laughs> Olaf story? And then Rose's reply was, do you know a better way? <laughs> Which I thought was a great <laughs> reply. I, was, I think that was my favorite Rose line of the episode. That was pretty, I think that may have been my favorite line. I, didn't, mm-hmm. I usually try to highlight it on here, but I forgot to do it this time. Yeah, well, I like, too, then when <clears> she starts to go into the story about Pigpen Johansson, she says, like, that's not his real name. And I think Blanche's like, Pigpen? And she's like, no, Johansson. Yeah, this is like... <laughs> So Pigpen apparently wasted time, ultimately, and forgot to put up a sign, and uh, that ended up ruining the Founder's Day celebration, which is the second episode in a row that she had mentioned the Founder's Day celebration. Mm. Apparently it was a big deal in St. Olaf. I guess. Do you guys remember her bringing it up in previous episodes or anything? Not, not off the top of my head, no. I don't remember either. I, I assume the Founder's Day was uh, something related to the Third Reich. <laughs> 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 it was established last week. <laughs> Uh, the scene the scene closes with Rose making a semi crude joke about her mother uh, calling a man's tool a wrench. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, change scenes. Sophia now is arriving late uh, to a volunteer at the hospital. The man at the desk is kind of complaining that she's late, uh, but she points out that you know she volunteers, so he should be grateful. Right. I think she go ahead. Yeah, it seems like he's a volunteer too, though, and he just wants to leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say though. I mean, I guess in, if you look at it in that context, you can understand his frustration or why he would have some leeway to give her crap mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, if if he's if he's a paid employee there, mm-hmm. then he really has no room yeah. at all to get upset at a volunteer for being a few minutes late. Yeah, I think she says, "Doc, my pay." She's like, "You do this for free." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gives her the rundown of tasks for the day and. Uh, she tells him, you know, to go ahead and get lost and get let her get to work. We also are told that she has a boyfriend named Sam that comes to see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man states that uh, he must see, uh, or Sam must see a side of Sophia that the rest of them don't. <laughs> yeah. She claims that he's just jealous because he'll never have her. A kindly old lady then approaches Sophia and asks, at the desk and asks if she has uh, any delivery of flowers. Mm-hmm. Sophia tells her no, apparently as she has on multiple other days. And when she tells her her name, she says, I already know your name. You ask me every day. She then sees her kind of walking away sad. She op- she changes her mind and says, you know, the entire cart is for her, which there's a cart right next to her mm-hmm. desk mm-hmm. full of flowers, uh, including some balloons. Yeah. Uh, she trades her walker for the cart and says, you know, take this back to your room, which actually relieved her of one of her duties <laughs> that, <laughs> that the uh, man had listed earlier for the day. Just then, a young man wheels himself into the yeah, room. still like eight other ladies now are going to suffer because they didn't get theirs. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, they're going to have other family members that are upset because Where's the, the flowers? I, I promise I brought exactly. them in. Mm-hmm. Needs the many outweigh the needs of the few, Sophia. You know this. Well, now, I do think it would have been better if uh, she would have just given her one part of it um, mm-hmm. to you know, be like, okay, I know this old lady gets plenty of stuff, but yeah. this one's been waiting. Yeah. But, yeah, it was uh, kind of takes away from the altruistic nature of it that she was just <laughs> trying to get out of the task yeah, yeah. of taking them around. <laughs> so. With a little bit of thought, she could have grabbed like a cup, grabbed one flower from each bouquet, and gave her a cup full of her own flowers. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I guess that, but that still wouldn't have served the purpose she was looking for. That would no. have actually created additional work for her. <laughs> True, but she was just trying to make the lady happy. Yeah. You make a good point. Yeah, but you would have really, though, then the lady didn't seem completely senile. <laughs> so you would have to really trick her um, or let her go back to her room and then bring her the cup of random flowers. Right. So. <laughs> That's a good point. She yeah, says she trades her walker and uh, just then a. Uh, a young man wheels himself into the room and greets Sophia kind of warmly, and this is Sam, mm-hmm. right, the young young guy. Mm-hmm. Not really a boyfriend, I'm guessing. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lady asks her to uh, check on her husband, who is there for a prostate surgery. Mm-hmm. Sophia kind of you know shuffs her off, assuring her that he's fine, as her husband had gone through a procedure that uh, similar procedure years prior. 
And just to be clear, too, in case you didn't watch the episode, when Ski says a young man, he means a <laughs> child. It's not, it's not a young dude. It's not like an 18, 19-year-old. It's like, He's a, like eight or nine. Yeah, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that ballpark. <laughs> so, so, yes, a very young child comes Thank in. Thank you for specifying. Okay. Mm-hmm. It does seem nebulous now that I'm... <laughs> yes. He's young enough that it makes the whole episode even sadder. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, she then turns her attention back to Sam and asks how he's doing. So I love the bark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we change scene. Uh, we are back with the girls still in the kitchen. And uh, Rose is finishing up her uh, story. Who mm-hmm. was that? It's uh, 1030. Get buff. Oh. Oh, is your dirty alarm. alarm? Oh, okay. okay. For the listener, my alarm had just gone off on my phone. And uh, I thought I'd just t- turn it off, but apparently I forgot to. Mm. Like your wife's upstairs. I was confused as to who was calling. <laughs> well, I even turned my phone on silent. Yeah. So I was like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, 1030. Mm-hmm. Get buff. Well, if you need to, there's a treadmill over there. You can start running while you finish up this recap. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till afterwards. Oh, you okay. know, I've got, I've got, you know, priorities out. Mm-hmm. Um. I've totally lost track of where I was, though. Okay. Well, you can just start over again from that so part. So this podcast is a priority over getting buff? Yes. Yes. I appreciate that. Not yeah. on a priority over getting mushrooms, but at least. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in the buff. hierarchy. Goes. In fairness, I thought that would be much faster, and I would be here with plenty of time. It goes mushrooms, podcast, dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> So is he working his way up to his dad, Bob? <laughs> or yeah, that's, that could be more of an insult than anything. Yeah. You got the grandpa, Bob. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Elderly man. Yep. Which is the dad, Bob, but with bad knees. Part, yeah, part of the getting buff is, you know, I got to put in my just for men. Like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, he's like, you know what the best part of being a grandfather is? It's socially acceptable to ask for the prostate exam. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Just check it out for me, if you will. <laughs> exactly. Want to be safe and all. And the guy's like, sir, can you please take your Big Mac and go? <laughs> <laughs> this is an Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> you won't help an old man out? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I pulled my pants down for a reason, and they're yeah. not going up till this prostate's been thoroughly examined. Thoroughly examined. <laughs> anyway, yeah. there's another anal joke. Right. <laughs> I ain't leaving until I get a seal of approval on this cigar box. Uh, uh, we're back with the girls who are in the kitchen, and Rose has finished up her story. Uh, Dorothy comments that it had taken 45 minutes uh, and the oven dings, and Blanche pulls out a cake, mm-hmm. which they apparently have been cooking in the meantime. Right. Uh, Dorothy also comments that Sophia hasn't returned home yet uh, in a concerned tone, which at this point, they probably should be a little concerned because mm-hmm. it's been all day almost. Uh, she says that uh, Sophia could uh, certainly do more, but she, really, she has the energy but not the desire. Right. Uh, little do they know what's been going on with her whole day, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, then she tells them that uh, her old grandma uh, had was active up until she had passed away at 94. Grandma always spent time to talk to her grandkids, even if somewhat inappropriately. I think she said something about, uh, uh, you know, pick up the ding jacks. They were popping my tires on my wheelchair or something. Right. Uh, she even got into politics, ultimately. Rose asks what uh, happened to her, and Do- Dorothy sarcastically tells a story about her grandma uh, leaving the uh, that one day and dis- disappearing, right? Obviously, right. she died. She was mm-hmm. old. But uh, uh, the next day, the neighborhood kids inexplicably had a go-kart with really large back wheels. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny, too. Well, there was a funny line in there, too, where she was talking about when she was talking about her political, you know, I don't know what you'd call it, but her becoming political in her older age. Yeah. And I can't remember who it was. She said she didn't re- uh, support Eisenhower, I think mm-hmm. it was, because uh, he was in favor of liberating Italy. Oh, yes, And yes. she said that... Uh, Italy was liberal enough. Too many people eating meat on Friday and wearing condoms on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good line. Like she says something about like 
when she was six and her 94 year old grandmother yeah it's like well we just saw our grandmother two episodes <laughs> oh ago. yeah right and she, so she would have been her. like 158 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in fairness she was in a wheelchair <laughs> yeah that's true but boy she lived to be a ripe ripe old age for sure either that or or dorothy was a very developed six-year-old so. <laughs> with, with a husband right well hey listen if you look like that at six then you can do what you want <laughs> you know and honestly um young dorothy lenny green she's mm-hmm. an attractive mm-hmm. lady you know so i agree i yeah. think she is well in the pictures of young herb edelman you know he's an attractive dude so yeah yeah they're, they're well matched yeah he looked like ringo in that one picture mm-hmm. yep <laughs> did we talk about that yeah i think we did no. you okay. mentioned that Still uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> Just as accurate now as it was <laughs> two weeks ago. Weeks whatever. <laughs> whenever whenever we discussed it. Uh, Dorothy laments that uh, Sophia only saw her mother as growing old with people in the wheelchair. Didn't really talk about how active she kept. Right. right. Uh, they turn their attention again to why uh, what they're going to do with mm-hmm. their time. Dorothy points out, though, that Jeopardy is about to start. And then they head to the living room. Mm-hmm. Blanche tells them that she'll cut up some of the cake and bring it along. Right. Sophia, uh, we see her again, and this time uh, she's talking to Sam again. Ask, she asks if he had any visitors. He tells her that uh, his parents had visited earlier and brought some comic books. Mm-hmm. She tells him that she never let her son Phil read comics, but then points out that one time they did share an underwear drawer. Yeah, I don't know if this is where it starts to be alluded to that Phil was trans. Because I know we've talked about where we were under that impression, mm-hmm. but then there's been no comment on it up to this point. So maybe this is the first time where they started to paint that picture. Kind of. Yeah. And I know she's talked about him as being odd or mm-hmm. like. But I mean, he's I like, there's been nothing else that's really other than him being like a loser, but nothing. I think there may have been a slight reference about him not being able to watch the Gladiator movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. there was. Did, did she ever talk about him owning dolls, too, maybe? I don't remember about that. I thought I just, maybe like when they were talking about like there's an episode a long time ago about a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe she said something about Phil and dolls. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I just remember us talking about how mm-hmm. we were all under that impression, and I think we had made some allusions to it mm-hmm. in prior episodes. And I was like, well, maybe we're wrong because they yeah. never talk about that. And now this is the first time they made any kind of a comment. Kind that, of pointing toward it, yeah. yeah. We were also under the impression Terry Hughes was hanging up his hat. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We're not exactly experts on whatever it is we're talking about. <laughs> that, that is a fair assessment. And, and to be honest, on that one, we could have looked yeah. that up much easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but spoilers. <laughs> so yeah, they shared an underwear drawer. Uh, she brings <laughs> she brings in the nectarine mm-hmm. uh, and says, you know, that she had bought earlier in the day and says he uh, he needs to eat. He says he doesn't really like him, but she insists that he eats something. Uh, he then responds that it doesn't really matter if he eats. Uh, commenting that uh, after the botched blood transfusion, you know, and now that he has something that no one has ever beat, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is HIV, yeah. sounds very Ryan White like mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gives him a little pep talk about you know keeping up hope, and then uh, that's all that they've got. And he says, and a nectarine. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of squeezes his cheeks and then they end that scene. Yeah, for a pretty light, happy episode. Boy, they really gave a... Yeah. A, <laughs> a dark turn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really it, did. And it was well played on both parts, but it was really unexpected. Yeah, yeah. they don't they don't specify anything. But yeah, but no, I mean, that definitely seems to be They say no one's ever to. beat it, telling you that, hey, this little kid on a wheelchair is going to die. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple episodes back, I think I had made an observation that 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 episode where um, Sophia chastised Blanche for bed hopping, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, is that their like first, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mention of, of something related to that?" Now here we have again this kind of very light allusion to uh, mm-hmm. to that pandemic that was going on at that point. Well, and I think even they say like no one's ever beat it, but and she says in her little pep talk that you know someday they will, and maybe it will be you, right? But obviously, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know. The whole thing was just depressing. <laughs> it was. That was the sad part of the episode. And just really out of left field. Exactly. Especially since the poor kid didn't want the nectarine. Like, yeah. he's got enough shit in his life. She's going to force him to eat, like, something that he doesn't even want. Right. When's the last time you ate a nectarine? I don't know that I've ever had one. I feel like I've eaten them in my life. There's a bunch of fruit, though, that as far as eating fresh versions mm-hmm. of it, yeah. like I may have eaten, like, in a fruit salad or fruit cocktail yeah. type thing. But, like, you, you have a fruit cocktail on a bagel? 
What's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that in a pinch that works. <laughs> yeah. Um. If you need some sustenance between your cookies and your cake. Yeah, we, we didn't mention that, but there was a joke in this episode where, you know, I think Rose is talking about how they didn't accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we found out actually that's coming up, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm jumping the gun, I guess. Yeah, I did slightly. not have that one written down, but yeah, uh, they said, you know, in a pinch we found out that uh, fresh fruit will mm-hmm. go for a bagel. But it's weird. I know there's a lot of fruit that I tried as a kid yeah. and that I, on a semi-regular basis, like plums and peaches and mm-hmm. pears and, yeah. you know, all the peas uh, <laughs> that I, I cannot remember a time. Pineapple? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. pineapple, I do eat fresh pineapple regularly, mm-hmm. but I don't know, just a lot of those other Pumpkin? ones. I eat pumpkin pie. I can't say that I've ever <laughs> eaten fresh pumpkin. I'm just throwing uh, peas in there. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever had jackfruit? Jackfruit? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Is it good? I've not had it. Okay. What about, see, now, you should go with papaya. Um, there or you get a double piece. Oh, pomegranate? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of damn pea fruits. What's up with that? <laughs> I think we need to do an expose on this. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Ski, we'll, we'll save that for a future episode. Maybe our next, maybe our next series. Once we're done with this, we'll expose the fruit <laughs> industry. <laughs> Big peak. Yeah. Uh, second, Alan. Mm. I think the first thing is taking down big contact. Well, paper. yeah, yeah. That's. I don't know if we can wait till the end, though. Although, like like Brent said, he's got a lot of money in that contact paper, so maybe we want to hold off on that until sure, he's ready yeah, to. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. So I'll get behind that. I'm just telling you, you might want to diversify, Brent, because things are going down. <laughs> I think if we do go that route, though, we need to call it on <laughs> shooting the shit about fruits with pits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. You know, we we combine a listener suggestion exactly. and our passion for gotcha journalism. Passion fruit, exactly. Yeah, pitted fruits. Yeah. So anyway, though, sorry. I, I know we're we're rounding the corner here towards we're, the end. We're very nearly done. Yeah. One last thing, just as a side note. Sure. Something I learned and I didn't get a throw in earlier, even though we we're adjacent to it or whatever. Um, I learned a new fact about Prince. Oh, yeah? What's so that? I don't know if Prince is my idol is still listening or not. But um, so anyways, Prince's eighth grade teacher was the inventor of a, a video game Oregon Trail. Oh, really? And like wow. Prince's eighth grade class was like the first group of students to ever demo it. Hmm. The, beta, the beta group. That's yeah. pretty cool. So, you know, Prince may have died of dysentery before the rest of us <laughs> had the chance to. So, well, I'm glad that he got one more, you know, feather to put in his cap. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy died without any accolades. <laughs> I do get curious sometimes, not about Prince, but about Prince as my idol. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, we have a handful of people that commented kind of early on, you know, mm-hmm. like Trisha P and mm-hmm. Prince is my idol and uh, Carla. Um, mm-hmm. And I wonder if they're still out there listening. You know, I, I know we have so. a few that have stuck with us throughout yeah. and, and definitely some new ones that we picked up, which is great. But yeah. curious about those ones that were the first to follow. Yeah. I think they're still out there. Yeah. Well, Maybe they're certainly still out there. I hope they're not dead. Well, yeah. <laughs> we don't know who COVID took out. <laughs> That's true. That's sadly true. That's <laughs> yeah. a dark turn, too. <laughs> You see, we didn't see it. It was all light and airy on this podcast, and then all of a sudden, Brent takes it down a dark path, mirroring the episode. He took it down a dark path with his whole Sam thing. Uh, yeah. Well, just talking about the show. I'd have skipped it. Then <laughs> <laughs> just chalked it up to the fact that my bootleg Russian website didn't have that scene. <laughs> Yeah, well, again, he doesn't want to have to make those deals with his daughter to use her Hulu. So until then, in, in all fairness, he'll put though, it all through a translator. Even if I watch them all on Hulu from his point forward, mm-hmm. I will still probably reference it while I'm writing my synopsis on the computer. Mm, okay. Because I'll usually play it, like I'll watch it all the way through the first time, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll always watch every episode at least twice. Sure. Uh, first one I'll do, you know, watch through on. Un, un, uh, Unfettered, like right. all the way through. And the second one, I will, you know, stop and, and play little bits while I write down notes. Now, this is—I don't want to be speaking out of turn here, but um, I just found out they just started making Hulu for computer as well. What? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's not real. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. You guys are talking crazy talk. <laughs> you need to launch your Alta Vista uh, <laughs> and in that little bar at the top. Put in www. And I'm Netscape period. all the way. <laughs> and then. Uh, H-U-L-U. <laughs> Another period. Exactly. <laughs> and then the word com, C-O-M. 
So. You guys, I'm, I'm, you're kind of losing me on this one. <laughs> I think he's like, you can type com in a browser. I always thought that was a typo. C A L M, right? Com. Dot com. Yeah, dot com. Yeah. Well, see, I think he's referring to a different word that would be similar to com. Like gotcha. Type and come into the browser. Yeah, hey, I got that now. <laughs> I the, totally missed it the first time though. You're looking at porn. Yeah, they <laughs> are the time. top ten thousand sites on the internet. Anal porn. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the goal is once an episode yeah. <laughs> for you. Yeah. Um, I'm just throwing it on there. Yeah, it doesn't need to be once every segment of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Always gilding that anal lily. Say <laughs> like, what? What did you say? I really didn't hear you. I'm guessing it was funny though. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> what did you say? I said you're always gilding that anal lily. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> anyway, change scenes. <laughs> uh, Sophia arrives home. Hard to believe your mom stopped listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think once Ski started talking about sex toys that he and his wife have used, we lost a lot of listeners. Did talk about that? That's crazy. Why? Yeah. Did I, why did I do that? I don't know. I mean, that is an odd choice because I think of this podcast and I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe someday my kids will <laughs> listen to it and be like, oh, no. that was my dad's sense of humor. <laughs> um, and it's nothing that I've said is anything I would be bothered by an adult version of my kids listening to. <laughs> but some of the stuff Ski has said, I wouldn't want any version of my daughter listening to. <laughs> So. I thought he was a good guy. What's wrong with oh, him? Well, I don't think that it's so much. It's like I, don't I hate kid. him, Dad. I kill him. You know, I don't mind my daughter hearing you talking about it <laughs> once she's an adult, um, but I would not want my own daughter to hear me talking about that kind of a thing. <laughs> so that's where I don't think any kid ever wants to think of their parent as a sexual being. <laughs> so much less specifics about their <laughs> sex with. Well, so, <laughs> so here's what's worse. <laughs> Right? Here's what's worse. Yeah. We already recorded that episode before I found out my daughter had listened to some of our mm-hmm. episodes. She probably got to that episode before she quit I listening. I pray that she only listened to one and was like, this is stupid. I'm not ever listening to this again. Well, I, I, I would imagine. That's my hopes. Yeah. I would imagine that if your wife has listened to it, she's probably played just that excerpt for Alexis because probably that's, yeah, that is your wife together in the car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wanted you to. Uh, he talked about us. I can totally, I can absolutely imagine a scenario where your <laughs> wife, your mother-in-law, and your daughter are in a car together, and your wife decides to play that excerpt for them as a group because that is definitely her. Yeah. Brand yeah. of humor. So I can, she would be dying laughing. Right. She would probably wreck the car. <laughs> it's her ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long ringtone, but that's why she has so, a lot no, of, no, no, listen. A lot of calls go to voicemail because she's waiting for the whole thing to play mm-hmm. out. But anyway, she'll just call herself. I don't know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sophia arrives home and uh, sees the girls in their night clothes, assuming that they had just changed, getting ready for bed. Right. In reality, of course, they had never gotten dressed. Uh, Dorothy tells her mom that uh, they took care of a few odds and ends uh, throughout the day. And that's what she did. Did they ever actually do any work? No, they never got around to anything. Uh, so, yeah, it was just a lie. Sophia responds that, you know, she did what she does every day, buy a nectarine. Mm-hmm. She walks in the back room, and that's where it ends. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a good Sophia episode overall. But we had, oh, man, you guys better settle in because we had another 30 minutes of uh, this episode while <laughs> I go through the list of guest stars. Um, there was a lot of guest actors in this particular one. Uh, we had. I, I'm going to just give kind of a brief summary of them. I'm not going to go over their larger histories mm-hmm. like we typically do. Yeah. But uh, we had Nick Demaro. He played the clerk. Uh, 69 credits to his name. This was his only Golden Girls. Uh, David Selberg. He was the store manager. Uh, 73 titles to his name. A couple of those being Star Trek related ones. But hey. uh, this was his only uh, Golden Girls. He actually appeared on Star Trek Enterprise, Next Generation, and Voyager, mm-hmm. all in different roles though. Yeah. Once you get in good with the Roddenberry family, you can be in all those shows. Yeah, it seems like it. There's a lot of actors who have who've made the rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had uh, Alan Bloomfeld. He played Abe. 27 titles for him. Again, only Golden Girls. Uh, Gloria LeRae. Uh, she played one of the band members. Mm-hmm. 108 credits to her name. And this is also her only Golden Girls episode. We had 12 guest stars altogether. Um, Coco Burnaby. He played Sam. Only two credits to his name. I guess he didn't make it too much longer. 
And this was his Coco, <laughs> Coco's never do on this show. <laughs> Apparently not. Oh, um, no. But uh, this was his only Golden Girls. And then we had um, uh, Peggy Gilbert. She played Esther. Uh, three credits to hers. Again, only Golden Girls. Miranda Watts. She played, or excuse me, Amanda Wells. She played Wanda. Two credits for her. Only Golden Girls. Uh, Darlene uh, Cardin, I believe. Uh, she played her... She was credited, but her credit was woman. Um, 69 overall uh, titles to her name. Again, only Golden Girls. And then 69 is Nick. Right. Um, <laughs> and then we had uh, uh, the last few I'll, I'll give a little more to. Um, there was uh, Ruth Cohen. She played the uh, woman shopping in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has, she's been, this is her second Golden Girl. She had been on another episode as well. Um, the, she was on the actor. She was one of the people waiting to audition. Again, kind of an uncredited role that she was in there. Um, but she's the, I mentioned this in the prior one. I'll mm-hmm. mention it again. The fifth most, uh, the f- actor with the fifth most appearances on Seinfeld after the main four cast members. I think she worked in the diner as uh, Ruthie Cohen um, was what her character's name was, I guess. But it is an interesting tidbit. Mm-hmm. Then we had the band, which... The Dan, the band was called the Dixie Bells, at least on what it showed there. They didn't have very many credits to their name, but I really wondered if, if I really looked for that band. There was a band in the '60s called the Dixie Bells that had a, a few moderate hits. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that particular group of ladies got back together <laughs> to do this episode, but there it's was nothing say. mentioned about it anywhere, I, even on other like websites that are big fan websites of the Golden Girls. I couldn't find any information about that band. Um, but then my two favorite, uh, my first of my two favorite guest stars of this one, we had uh, Ellen uh, Albertini mm-hmm. Dow, and she played Mrs. Leonard. Uh, 110 titles to her name. Uh, she's actually on three Golden Girls episodes, um, so we've got a couple more coming up for her. But she was she has one this season and one in season six. But she played Rosie in The Wedding Singer, um, which you know she was the old lady who gave Adam Sandler the meatballs yep. and wrapped at her wedding. So she was, I think, I think she's the. I like The Wedding Singer. It's one mm-hmm. of my favorite Adam Sandler movies, yeah. and I'd say she's probably the highlight of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Dark and grannies tend to be for you. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> finally, we have uh, Frances Bay. She played Claire. 179 titles to her name. This was her only Golden Girls. But again, her Happy Gilmore um, connection, she was the grandma, or her Adam Sandler connection was mm-hmm. as the grandma on Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um, she also played uh, Aunt Jenny in 11 episodes of The Middle for a more mm-hmm. recent credit to her yeah. name. And she actually was in a movie in 2005 called uh, Annie's Point that starred Betty White. So, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't forget her Seinfeld, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was Some a, reunions there. All right. So, yeah, that was a little long-winded to get through all those guest actors because um, mm-hmm. there was a ton of them in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of them, though, were like in that band scene. There was a bunch of them that mm-hmm. had yeah. one single line. And obviously, when you have that many guest actors, yeah, yeah. they're going to be pretty small parts. Yeah, the two blood pressure biddies. Yeah. So. <laughs> But Ski, who uh, who got your MVP for this one? I think it's a pretty easy one to me. But who definitely got? Sophia. Yeah, uh, it was a rare Sophia-centric episode, and it was fun to see her on her own. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Brent? Same. I mean, Sophia's two for two this season. So. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I think I, I mentioned the last season we only had two episodes of the entire season where we all agreed mm-hmm. on the uh, MVP, but we have two to start off this season because mm-hmm. now this one though is pretty easy. I mean, the B story was. Pretty yeah. scant. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there wasn't really much going on to it. The and comedy in that aspect was... They didn't do was, anything really either. They had a few stories, but that was the extent Right. Of, they opened some cookies, ate a pizza. Yeah. Um, it's like, where's my MVP award? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've done that. But yeah, Sophia, she... And, and her part was good, too. It wasn't just that it was Sophia-centric. She, yeah. she did it well yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, um, she delivered the comedy for, you know, 80% of it. And then the, the pathos with the dead kid for the yeah. last 20%. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Ski, how many slices did this one garner for you? I said six, but he, I'm thinking I'm going to go higher. I'm going to say 6.5. 6.5? Okay. Yeah, six and a half for me as well. I gave it six. Um, I thought it was a good episode. Uh, that I I have trouble sometimes when you have just like the one real dramatic part, if mm-hmm. I feel like that increases it or decreases it. Yeah. But uh, I think six is a fair, for me, I thought it was a fair uh, number for this episode. Mm-hmm. And I've been wrestling with it like – Obviously, in hindsight and just everything that 
I know what happened to the little boy, <laughs> you yeah. know, but I guess maybe at the time people were optimistic, like maybe he will be the first, you know, maybe the healing power of the uh, nectarine will cure mm-hmm. him of the disease. But <laughs> All I got to say is Magic Johnson's still alive. Yeah, but I mean, Magic Johnson's also a man who had a ton of money and mm-hmm. it happened Amazing to Richard. another five years or so later. Yeah, he wasn't pinning his hopes to a nectarine. <laughs> right. True enough. <laughs> well, but anyways, yeah, it, it was a good episode overall. It's. Normally, I tend to and not it, be. It was five years later, like when he caught it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and there had been some advances in the intervening five well, years. Then, yeah, I mean, and they were really mirroring the Ryan White yeah, yeah. scenario, and we, yeah, we definitely know how he ended up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but overall, uh, the sad part aside, I mean, I don't even think the sad part made it a bad episode. It just made it a little hard to mm-hmm. quantify. Be about uh, it. Yeah. it would have been probably. Easier to stuff that in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. That way you could have buffered it at the end. <laughs> Easier to gloss over the dead kids. Well, <laughs> like you could have ended on a higher note, maybe, is mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. So, yeah, and I... Uh... <laughs> so, so in your ideal episode, he bites into the nectarine and then jumps out of the chair. <laughs> it's like, wow. I'm a better. Exactly. <laughs> well, there could have been more comedy at the end where you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was sad, too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways well with that um we'll, we'll all hope that uh, this young man <laughs> is, is that the character is still around and certainly hope that uh, the little boy that played him <laughs> never had the disease to begin with but anyways <laughs> coco was a make a wish <laughs> well he's that. only in two episodes i would tell sam <laughs> you to never s- know <laughs> i would tell sam to stay positive but that was the problem in the beginning mm. <laughs> Might have, to, might have to cut that one. Yeah. <laughs> I no longer want to be associated with this episode. <laughs> Can you pitch my voice so it sounds yeah. like I'm more distant? <laughs> so, uh, with that, uh, <laughs> how do you feel? <laughs> like, what was Pickney's name, Mike? Mike Pickney? <laughs> you mean the name that we name. made up for him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs> we should do this. We just introduce me as Mike Pickney or, or whatever that dude's name was. Well, shouldn't we introduce? We should pick a, a host of a podcast that's doing better than ours mm-hmm. and introduce them as Ski, so mm. that it sounds like, oh, mm. that person. Uh, I definitely don't want to listen to a regular podcast from them because <laughs> they're making jokes exactly. <laughs> like People that. People telling their friends like, do you know Steve Dave's an anti-Semite? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I don't want to down one of my favorite podcasts. I was thinking maybe we'd pick another Golden Girls podcast that's doing better than ours. But anyways, uh, I don't know how much of this I'm going to cut, but I think it'll be a big chunk. (laughs) You should leave that statement in, though. Yeah, just me saying I don't know how much I'm going to cut. Yes. All right. Well, until next week, stay golden, Coco. Ride the bark. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.